business, leadership, high performance, the journey. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. And uh, extremely lucky today to have quite the dynamic duo uh, on the Patrick Metzger Show today. So it's been a blast getting to know uh, them over the past year as they've been an EOS client of mine. And uh, the husband-wife tandem that I have today, they are currently in the Grand Forks area and own and run multiple companies, including Mac Construction, Mac Properties, CK Agency, uh, which I'm excited to dive into. That's a fairly new one. Mac Capital and then Mac Homes as well. So I'm extremely humbled today to have Mark and Chelsea Kuhn on the show uh, to talk about growing a business, working together as husband and wife, and all the fun things that come with raising a young family while you tackle it all. So Mark and Chelsea, welcome to the show. Thanks, Patrick. We're, Thanks for we're having us. Super excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So there's so much that I want to dive into today. Um, it's been so, man, it's been an awesome experience working with your crew for the last, man, I think we started, was it February-ish? Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's what August says we're recording this. So yeah. Yeah. We just hit our first, uh, we had our first quarterly a couple of weeks ago or about a month ago, maybe. But um, man, how you guys tackle the typical issues that you have in such a challenging industry of construction and property management especially around just people and retention and that family feel that you guys really create. I'm really excited to talk about today. So um, let's start um, with each of you because, man, you guys got a lot going on. I mean, like I said, multiple companies. Overwhelming. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to entrepreneurial life, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Four more on. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you wake up going, what the hell am I doing here? (laughs) Yeah. What What are we doing? Some some days I do that. But you still get to the gym, right? Uh, always got to be at the gym. That's where you get the energy. <laughs> That's true. And we're going to talk about that too. <laughs> so let's start with just each of you giving the audience a little bit of an introduction um, to the spe- specific roles that each of you have within, man, like I said, the whole handful of, of companies that you guys really um, have really uniquely intertwined together. So Chelsea, go ahead. Yeah. So currently right now, I... Um, I'm the marketing manager for Matt Construction, and um, it's kind of nice because I've kind of honed in just to that at this point. Um, I am overseeing some of the accounting um, and some of the HR roles, but um, we've we've been lucky enough to hire some of that out now. So I'm basically focusing on just the marketing portion of Matt Construction. And then um, we just started... Um, CK Agency. Um, I am the owner of CK Agency, and that is our property management company. Um, so right now we have one other employee, um, and we are we're managing our own properties. Um, we do have another um, third party that we're managing, and we're looking to expand that company. Um, and then I'm also a realtor. Um, I work for Remax Grand in Grand Forks, and so I think. I think I'm on my sixth year of being a realtor. Um, and so I kind of made that decision to jump into that. We started building spec homes and we're doing a lot of buying and selling properties. And it just seemed like a good fit for um, me to tackle on that as well. Yeah. And your most important job of my all. My most important job is. Watching, um, taking is care of Mark. My mo- I'm a mom of three. <laughs> yeah, I need lots of help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mom of three and a mom of a. 32 year old no husband no. <laughs> um no my kids it's i always say mom is my most important role it always comes first no matter what and yeah we have three amazing kids um stella is our eight-year-old lola is our six-year-old and knox he just turned one so imagine balancing is it five businesses now i think Homes, so capital, I'm, i've lost count <laughs> at least five. yeah at least yeah five. yeah yeah at least we have four operations and then the rest are property ownership yep. companies. So. And having three kids under the ages of what, 10 was it? Eight. Was it old, or eight, eight, eight is the oldest, eight, six, and one. one. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, you guys are busy. Yeah, that's. We're busy. Yeah. And <laughs> we're, be. we're getting into activities with the kids and that's adding a whole nother dynamic. And um, it, it's fun though. It's, we run around with our heads cut off most days, but yep. always grateful at the end of the day for everything. And yep. it's, Absolutely. All right, yeah. Mark, go ahead. Nope. All right. So I'm uh, 
uh, Mac Construction, I guess, is where it all started for me. And 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 really, at this point, um, I am the visionary of our company. I uh, I basically throw us in whatever direction I think we should be going at at that point in time. Um, and uh, I'm very hands off with the operations now. That's um, allowed me to spend more attention on. Uh, Mac Capital and kind of uh, the CK agency part, setting that up with Chelsea. And, and uh, really what we wanted to get to was all these companies kind of intertwine. Um, and um, I've always done some development within um, and, and, and did it through Mac Construction. And then now we, uh, now we have Mac Capital where we actually, I actually help investors come in uh, into, into projects we have, um, creating work for my construction team, um, also helping people earn their investment, earn returns on their investment. And then Chelsea helping, uh, we really like the property management piece in-house because um, we, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of all our properties, we want them to run the way we want them to run. Um, mm-hmm. um, of course, you can't always do that. You have to hire third-party managers if they're outside your, your area, service area. But um, having that ability, we feel like we can make a property perform better through better management. Um, I can get investors, um, I think, better returns, having, you know, um, conservative ways in our in our performance, and then having our construction team focus on building the most cost-effective building there is. So um, that's really how all, all these pieces tie together for me, and, and obviously a big story behind Mac Construction where that started. But Yeah, it's, it's really cool seeing just the flywheel that you guys have created, you know, <laughs> diving into you know, development and then the build and then we'll manage it. And, um, man, it's an awesome way to maximize business. And it seems like you see more and more builders, developers really getting involved in every single stage of it. I mean, all the way from the planning development of it, all the way through, man, the management sale of it long-term. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. At some point though, you want to do what you do best and hire the rest, right? You don't want to, you don't want to do it all. So, um, um, this is just our niche and where, where we think the next 10 years will be. And obviously a few of these companies are brand new to us, but, um, that's, that's the route we, we have chosen to go and, uh, really help our construction team move forward as well. Yeah. It's exciting seeing everything you guys have going on. So I can't imagine what it's like, uh, when you guys finally get some downtime and <laughs> able to step away from There's the not chaos. a lot. There's not a lot of downtime. <laughs> we uh, were talking about that on the car ride over here. The, the. <laughs> We did nothing this weekend, Pat. And that, that's a first. That is a first. And it was like, what did we even do this weekend? I don't know, but it was awesome. <laughs> I, I cleaned the house three times after the kids. That's about what I accomplished. Yeah. And they just destroyed it again. So, so. no lake this weekend? <laughs> no. Just, no, just we hung did out not home, have huh? the energy to even go to the lake. It oh, was, yeah, it was one of those weekends of just, we needed to decompress a little bit. There's, I always tell my wife there's something to be said for weekends like that. Oh, yeah. Not having anything and feeling like you did so much at the end of the weekend yeah by just not doing anything yeah right yeah so yeah well well let's i want i first want to dive into um and kind of unpack some of the some of mac construction and and everything you guys have going on just around the people component and the family atmosphere that you guys have created um before we kind of dive way back to the beginning roots of mac and even before that but you know because you know in working with you guys for the last handful of months plus it's been so neat to see and you mark you kind of alluded to it already just the growth within your organization of leadership beginning to take things off your plate you know the big phrase we always use within eos is delegate and elevate and it's so it's so neat in all the companies i work with and you guys especially of seeing an owner be able to start to pass off some of those things and start to really take the business and run, especially with the business development side of things and the long-term vision and just seeing everyone else in your organization elevate. But it it is really neat, the atmosphere that you guys have created within Mac of just family, you know, and I know we've, we've even, I mean, that's one of your core values, if I remember. Absolutely. Um, But how, let's start with that. How have you guys really focused on creating that type of atmosphere? Because the industry you're in is so challenging. For most construction companies, it is a revolving door of people. By the time you maybe even get to know somebody, whoop, they're gone and the next guy is coming in. Um, so how, how have you guys really put a focus and, and strength around that? I, uh, I I think one of the main things, you know, we've we started this 
I don't know. And we have a small community up in Thompson or, or Grand Forks where we're, we started doing work. So it was, we didn't just, you can't just add 30 people in the construction world overnight. So we've added a, a, a few people each year. And, and you know, we're almost 40 people now. And um, I think everyone, and we haven't grown, like I've never added 50% of staff in one year. So I think that's maybe where you might lose some of that family. Mm-hmm. Um personability but each one of them i know on a personal level i know what they do for a hobby i know what their family enjoys doing i know if they don't want to work fridays because they go to the lake you know it's just uh to be personable with them and and uh they they don't leave my turnover rate you know that we're just a big family really and uh that's that's really i think what keeps us retained yeah i think we've out we've always run that for ourselves too you know just working other places and you want to come to work and you want it to feel like family and you want others to f- have that feeling as well and you want it to be enjoyable and we've always <coughs> have said that from the beginning and um, you know the people we hire we obviously have a choice and and um, they everyone always you know yeah we get to know them on a personal level and um, we kind of just grow to really love all our all of our employees and it has become one of our, I guess, main values of our of our company because that's that's what we value too. Um, and you know, when you own your own company, you you need to have trust in, in everyone that's involved. And so um, that's kind of how we, I guess, have the trust of our employees. They trust us. We trust them. Um, it's just kind of a, a full circle. And and um, yeah, we just want everyone to be comfortable where they're at and be able to come talk to us. We've always had, you know, open door policies and we're very open about the business and, um, you know, what we're doing to move the business forward and we want feedback and, and it's, it's always been just an open door policy and everyone trusts each other. And, um, we like to treat everyone as, as they are a family. Cause I mean, it is our, it's a family business now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully we can, you know, continue that, those same values in the future. Yeah. And that's, that is not easy to accomplish in business. And I was really intrigued when I first started working with you guys, uh, with your team around the idea of like, Hey, we're not going to work weekends. You know, we might have to, to really bust ass to get a project done or something, but it is really neat how your team, how, what you guys value as a leadership team and ownership is passed down exactly to the employees too. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we're not going to go to the lake and hang out while you guys are sweating over the weekend laying concrete or whatever, you know? So it's, it's really neat to see when, uh, a team like yours and leadership like yours, I mean, truly, truly, um, practices what they preach. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool to see our employees, you know, be proud of who they work for too. I mean, all of them love wearing, you know, Mac logos, Mac sweatshirts, Mac everything. And, and they're, they want to give it all to their family members and it's like everyone's one big family, you know, and it's, it's cool to see. Yeah. We created that culture, I guess. And, and yeah, it, it is, it's like a, I mean, we do everything short of like Thanksgiving and Christmas together. Um, but we're yeah, just a, a one big team and yeah, we keep adding members and they, yep. they kind of follow into our culture and our, our ways. And, um, you know, I think even when we met with you in February, originally it's like, I don't think we're doing anything bad, but we're just not, we're not accountable. We're, yep. we're almost, re, you know, relying on each other like a family. Like we all do one piece of something. And um, I still feel like we get back to that at points today, but um, you kind of just taking it by the horn. Well, just, just listening to the way your platform works, you have to keep accountability mm-hmm. and, and you need one head to chop. And I think that's what we struggled the most with and what you really helped engrave in all of us and took a lot of pressure off even Chelsea. I, yep. I mean, uh, even our upper management. Yeah. I mean, as companies grow, I mean, such as your, such as Mac, you know, you can do that for a while, but if you, I mean, just like we say, you hit the ceiling, mm-hmm. you know, and there comes that point where you can't have everybody's hand in a little bit of everything or everyone is just overloaded and there's a loss of focus and you get skewed focus. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been really neat to see, you know, guys like Mike, like your ops manager, really just come into his own, and and he's yeah. he's 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 such God. Mike is such a humble guy too. Mm-hmm. So humble. Such yeah. a 
awesome, humble guy that he's the first one to say, hey, I don't know it all. This is new to me too. Yeah. You know, but to just see the support that your team has for all your team members of, hey, we're all in the same boat together and we're all just going to figure it out together is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, so, so we're, we're kind of different in that we have a, we're pretty much millennials, you know, um, and in most construction, we talk about weekends a little bit, you know, that's, they don't want to work freaking weekends. I'm <laughs> telling you that right now, that's probably, you know, yeah. restaurants, bars, they, they just don't want to work. And, uh, uh, they're willing to work, but they want to they want to come there and get stuff done during the week and be out early Friday. That's you know that's their dream. So I think we've always kind of adapted to that. I'm a millennial myself, so mm-hmm. um, you know I've engraved that probably with my people. It's like we're a construction team. Most construction teams at this point are working Monday through Sunday. Oh yeah. Um, you know we we don't set ourselves up for that. You know Saturdays we will start saying that as and that's a swear word on Tuesday. You, if you got to get you got to get something done. You start saying Saturday on yeah. Tuesday. A little bit of a catalyst there. Yeah, watch your efficiency go through the moon after you say that too. It's just like that's true. Crazy how how that team just pulls together and they'll be done Friday at three for sure. Yeah, and I I remember too when we were putting together your guys' core focus. You know, we really stressed the modern construction piece. Like Mac is not a company that's going to hand you, you know, some carbon copy proposal draft of, oh, here's how we're going to do it in your pricing. I mean, you guys have some pretty cool new age things and just a new approach to not just construction, but just business and just uh, just a customer experience, too, in how you guys handle things, which is pretty cool. So, well, let's um, let's go back to the beginning. Okay. okay. Obviously, husband, wife, you yes. guys met once upon a time, but we're going to talk <laughs> about that. But let's go back even further before that of Mark, you have a construction background. You grew up in it. Bring us back to, I mean, where kind of the construction um, tickle maybe kind of came from. Yeah, this is this is this is a big one. Um, <laughs> I, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty frugal beginnings. But um, yeah, my my parents separated when I was six. Um, we lived, uh, in Grand Forks and, uh, um, when they separated my dad, that's about the same time my dad, this is about 1994 and we, he started his own construction company, he worked for Strata for many years and, and, uh, went out on his own. And, um, so that's how I would see my dad. I would go out and help him. Um, I started out, he, he said, you're going to get a dollar an hour. Um, and, uh, and every year you help me, if you help me the whole time, you get a dollar raise. Simple. Pretty good gig. Uh, yeah. Six, you know, I'd sweep the trailer <laughs> probably and sleep on it and then, you know, uh, whatever when I was six years old. But I remember getting my first paycheck for 52 bucks. We, uh, I don't think he paid me overtime, so I got to talk about that, but uh, <laughs> probably some interest. Yeah, yeah. I remember working 52 hours and I was about you know, shot as a six year old, of course. Um, even if I was taking naps, but yeah, I do remember seeing that first paycheck. It's like, wow. And then, uh, um, you know, so he, uh, obviously taught me something about money there. So, it, and, uh, yeah, every consecutive year, basically I get that dollar an hour. I would, I wouldn't play baseball. Um, you know, I, um, by the time I was, I guess he kind of fast forward a little bit to when I was in high school, uh, middle school, I would, uh, I'd play football in the summers, which I remember just, it would start two weeks earlier than school would start. And you'd be just so pissed that, um, you know, I'd have to come after practice, but it starts with two days, of course. And then uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to uh, have me for two more weeks of the summer. So because um, I was just a big piece of his puzzle. There was only four of us. And uh, when there's only four guys, and you go down one in the concrete world. You, you just don't have a lot of help. So um, he ran a very uh, efficient operation um, that that. We just never had many helpers. So were you doing just driveways or foundations or what were you guys kind of focusing on at the time? Yeah, we did uh, miscellaneous concrete work. Um, so it'd be commercial work. We'd follow guys who would replace like uh, water lines and storm sewers. So we'd, okay. we'd spot patch for them. So uh, I remember eating dinners. Uh, he'd, he would, I'd be drilling dolls after school. So drilling dolls is drilling a hole in the concrete so you can put a rebar pin in. Um, so it would tie the two pieces of road together and he'd leave me out there with a generator, a cord, and this hammer drill for in two bits, so just in case I didn't have any downtime. Um, and uh, I'd just sit there and bore holes till dark and for him so he could pour the next day. And 
Um, he'd bring me supper and just lay it on the edge of the uh, edge of the slab, and we <laughs> like would eat there. Like the family, yeah, dog. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just keep drilling. Eat them chicken fingers, or you know, whatever. It, so, but you know, I was after school, so I was making money, and and uh, this is probably when I owned a car when I was fourteen. So he made me pay for all that, you know, and and uh, insurance, and cell phone stuff, all the stuff I wanted. Right, I was trying yeah. to keep up with every other kid in high school, and. Um, my parents weren't willing to give me any of it unless I paid for it. So that was the kind of the way I, I learned about, I don't know, uh, maybe money, I guess. The lost bit. art right there. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teaching that. Yeah. So, so basically I, uh, from there, um, I, uh, at some point I went to, uh, college, uh, after high school. Um, he did promote that and, and didn't keep me from that, which I was a little bit worried about, but. Never gave me a work truck, so then it was an easy, easy answer for me. I got to go to college. Um, so I went to UND for three years. Uh, I did uh, business management. I think I went for engineering right away. I found out that wasn't me. I went into business um, and then still, still love the construction field. Of course, I have, I mean, I was there since six years old, so I had 10, 15 years already in the construction world, um, learning concrete and construction itself. And then I, uh, Basically, uh, from there, I went at three years of business. I was good with that. I went into my fourth year at NDSU. Um, and that's also where I think I met Chelsea. And I was in college yeah, my last year, year. And I went for construction management at NDSU. Mm-hmm. Um, I went for my fourth year. I'm like 15 to 12 credits away from a degree. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't have it. I thought about in COVID going back in and seeing if I could slim my way through that. Uh, I did get D's my transcript. get degrees, Mark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my GPAs, I was always a C student. Uh, I, I made the B on roll once from my memory in high school. And uh, I think my GPAs, I'm, I'm like borderline 2.4. I think you need a 2.5 in the business world uh, to graduate. So I had to like get certain grades. And uh, anyway, I'm too busy for school at this point. And, and it just wasn't going to benefit me. I just thought yep. it'd be nice to get, you know, like everyone wants yep. that. Like at least, and then have that's the reason to have a lake party. <laughs> graduation party. <laughs> yeah. Graduation yeah. party. 30, what, three? Yeah. 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 Why not? Why yeah. not? <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, no. So then I, um, at that point, I started button heads with my dad. I met my wife, Chelsea, and I can't remember if I was still working for my dad. You were. We met. Yes. Yeah. And so um, some conflict just. Him, the way operating things, very frugal, very just my way was like, let's try to grow some things, you know, give me a truck, give me some responsibility. And, yep. and he just didn't want to give any of it up. So I ended up uh, quitting for him. I worked for a testing company for a little bit, testing soils and concrete. And um, I knew knowledge in that space, um, but I get, kept getting sent out west. Of course, it was oil boom. It was about 08. And uh, there was an oil yeah, boom. Yeah, you were working full time and going to school full time. Yeah, at NDSU. Yeah. So this testing company, I could, they had an office in Fargo and an office in Grand Forks. So I could yep. work both and still get 40 hours a week. Um, so they were great about that. That was, I was fortunate for that. That was, that kept the bills getting paid. Um, and then um, school got over. We purchased a house. We got engaged. We got engaged. So we got to um, go Sorry, back. I'm missing parts here. We got to go back to the first impression <laughs> okay. with you two. So first impression of the other. When you guys first met? Um, we first met, it was ladies night. <laughs> yes. At Sledsters in Grand Forks. Softball. <laughs> and I was there with my friends and Mark was there with his softball team. And he had had a, a little bit to drink. And a few lattes. He, he invited himself <laughs> over to our table and um, introduced himself and just started talking, 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 talking. And my friends and I were like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? <laughs> Stop talking, but he was, you know, he was cute and, and. Tell him about the skater shoes. Oh yeah. See, he had skater shoes on. <laughs> Were his pants hanging off his ass too? Like no, big, he had his dirty uh, softball uniform on. <laughs> skater shoes and really big diamond earrings. Oh, you were ears. rocking the studs. Huh? Yes, he was. Yes. Every once in a while I go for a flashback. So, you know, yeah, the skater <laughs> shoes, it just like wasn't my type right away. And he was nice though. Um, and then somehow I think all of his friends left him. And so he was kind of stuck with us the rest of the night following us as we went bar hopping. 
Oh, funny. And um, we exchanged numbers, and he kept asking me out on a date after that. And I was just. You didn't tell him about the walk home. What, what about it? <laughs> oh, well, so we. Couldn't have been very impactful. <laughs> we, yeah, we were walking home. And no, my friends and I, we were walking home. And Mark's like, I'm walking with you guys. And he's, you know, following us. Well, ends up that we lived like a block apart from each other. Had no idea. We had all these mutual friends we had never met before. Yep. So somehow we just met this this night and yeah he i could see his truck from our house i could see exactly where he lived and so anyways after that night he kept asking me for to go on a date with him and i i just wasn't sure about it i kind of kept turning him down and finally my roommate's like just do it you know at least you'll get a free meal out of it just go <laughs> okay and he picked me up in his white shiny truck and he had his hair all gelled, and he was so nervous. And, and That's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't go on dates. I mean, when you're out of that loop. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we went to dinner and then a movie with my roommates, and um, the rest is history. It was For me, it was love at second sight. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was my first or second sight. I guess I'm not sure what I was saying. <laughs> Blonde hair. <laughs> After softball and ladies' night, I guess, where I was at. Fate. <laughs> yeah. Fate right there. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Great story. Yeah. We were pretty much inseparable after that, I would say, after our first date. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And then, so. yeah, I think we got engaged, um, was it a year after that? Not even a year. It was pretty quick. We got engaged a year after that and gotten married a oh. year after that. Cool. So all within that, I think engagement, wedding planning, that's kind of when... He decided he was going to be on. done with school. I got to back this up. Oh, okay. There's a story behind <laughs> this engagement. Okay. We better hear that. It sounds oh, there good. there is it a sounds story. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> we're on a mountain in South Dakota. So there is a mountain in South Dakota. It's Perry Peak. The mountain. The That's mountain. South the only mountain. We're on a, a storm, snowboarding trip. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what skater, guys with skater shoes oh, yeah. and earrings like to do. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Go snowboarding. <laughs> and anyway, we go we go down there. I think we were staying with a bunch of people. Um, I got this engagement ring in my summer council, so I'm probably acting weird. And um, you know, it was a lot of money to me at the time, and and putting this ring. And anyway, so we go to the top of the mountain, and we're. Uh, I said, "We'll meet you at the bottom. We're gonna go all the way to the bottom." And uh, we had a cabin right off the side of the main run. Whatever you could go right to your cabin and, and do the rest of the run down. Well. I decided that I'm, I'm going to put the ring, leave the ring there. I'm going to go get it and then meet her at the bottom. So I'm going to go fast. I'll just meet you at the bottom. No big deal. Well, I go on my run. I'm flying. I'm just absolutely turbo right down the hill. And uh, these kids on the main run underneath the main, main lift have it was like built the bunny, this jump. The bunny hill. It's just like the main little run where you come in and slow down. Everyone's good. And then. They built this three-foot-tall jump, and I didn't see it. I came around the one of the <laughs> lift posts, um, didn't see it. I hit this thing <laughs> wide open. The, the, the gloves went one way. The helmet went another way. My snowboard was at the bottom of the mountain. But where was the ring? The ring was, was still in the cabin. He was oh, going okay. to go okay. The ring was in the cabin. But okay. I'm laying damn near unconscious <laughs> on the main run underneath the main lift. Listening to people laugh at And me. I'm at the top of the mountain waiting for him to come back. Yep. Yeah. So uh, so I, I, I somehow gather all my stuff here, and, and people are coming to check on me. Like, it was epic. Like Didn't they want to take you out on one of those boards? Yeah, just they they just, sure? yeah, you did, shouldn't move. <laughs> I, I didn't know if I broke my knee or if the knee was, uh, whatever. I could still walk. I was young yet. And uh, so, yeah. I, <laughs> anyway, the wipeout was like, the most epic thing I've ever done on a snowboard and, and body parts are still laying there. So anyway, I got the ring, went back up the lift, um, made it, um, got off the lift. I don't know if you knew. I mean, I, I tried to not limp the whole time, but like my knee was like four times the size. <laughs> I mean, you were just acting be. weird regardless. So I wasn't sure what was going yeah. on. Engagement coming will do that to a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So I didn't know if like that was a good thing during that moment or a bad thing, but I still did it she'd anyway. She'd probably feel sorry enough where she'd have to say yes. I didn't even know that this happened because he 
was trying not to tell me he was going to get a ring. Yep. I don't know. Oh. I don't remember what story you made up. But. I was never in that much pain. Okay. Anyway, that was our engagement. But, but then, yeah, like, and then he should you or should you not on the mountain? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Engaged on a South Dakota mountain. So engagement, and you guys figured, well, hey, why not? Let's let's start a construction company then. Yeah. Um. So during the engagement, we bought a house. We moved into this house. I was working um, at a marketing firm, eight to five job. Mark was working at his testing job full time and going to school. And in the middle of all that, he decided, I remember I was working and he called and he said, I quit my job. You what? I quit my job. I'm just going to start pouring concrete. And I about had a heart attack because that we just bought a house like my eight to five job is not going to pay for the mortgage we're planning a wedding um i don't even it was know. just bad 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 timing i don't even knew if i was pouring concrete at that point i would just no, quit you were not and i didn't we he had no plan he just knew he was gonna pour concrete on the side and figure it out and that's when i, I think you started just picking up some Concrete jobs, people that you knew. It came. It came from your your her dad owned a Stones Mobile Radio out of Grand Forks, and um, he had an employee up in Kennedy, Minnesota, of all places, almost Canada, and uh, needed some house remodeling done on the exterior. And I learned that when I was young. And I think that was um, the following summer, though. No. That- no, that was that the was first. the first. Thing okay, I and did. if I remember reading, you used all that guy's tools, right? Yes, because yeah. you, you didn't. Even I, have I didn't even have tools, tools right? I, yeah. I had nothing. Yeah, I just I never accumulated construction tools. I had, I didn't even have a battery operated Dewalt set. You know, I had nothing. Yep. Just like I used, I, I went up there, and he's like, "You use all my tools, and I have it all there." He's like, "I have no time to do it." So it's like, "All right, I'll go up there and do it." And I, actually, at that point, I had no intentions to going to business. Yeah, I just was gonna get this done for him and figure, figure it, it out. out after that, right? Like just to make some cash because we bought a house to help pay the payments. So, um, but yeah, anyway, is that the the same year you got your skid steer? Or was that the second year? Yeah, no, Mike. So, Mike was his name up in uh, Kennedy, and he uh, basically re put windows in it, siding, roofing. Soffit, fascia. I mean, just redid this whole thing, re-insulated, resheated it, everything, and um, and then I poured a concrete slab for him, a garage floor and a driveway, and some other things, and ended up. I asked, uh, I think your mom had to co-sign on the skid steer. Skid steer loan. And I, I think I remember her <laughs> exact words: "Is like this is the only time." Congratulations, yeah, yeah. mother-in-law. My you mom own, you're a partial owner in a skid like, steer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you impressed like, by are your you son-in-law? Sure, you want to marry him. <laughs> This, this seems like it's not going in the right direction. <laughs> well, you tell them how your parents are. I mean, it's very unconventional the way I probably do things right away. Yes. Yep. I mean, her she was taught eight to five, have good education, yeah. good job. And I was brought up for more concrete, make more money type, yep. you know, standpoint. So it's uh, we just grew up on way different ends of the earth. Yeah. So interesting, I guess. But Yeah. Yeah, that got you through the first summer. It did. And then yep. you did snow removal. Yeah, decided. The to, that's why I got the skid steer, do some snow, because as a concrete guy, mainly, you, I mean, what else do you do other than lay on the couch? And mm-hmm. I just couldn't yep. afford to do that. <laughs> so here yeah. we go, snow removal. Yeah, why not? And yeah. lucky for him, I was a marketing major. So I was like, all right, I'll we'll make you a logo. We'll figure out all these letterheads. <laughs> we'll get, you know. We'll make spreadsheets for this, and um, yeah. it was it was a good team right away, you know. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of motivation just not to fail. I didn't. Yeah, I did not want to fail. So once I once I did that first job up in Kennedy, Minnesota, and then I think I did a couple smaller concrete jobs. It's I didn't know how to market myself, you know. Thank God for my wife and and to help push that. But it's even the snow removal. It's like all right, you just got to get out and shake some hands and. And I, I just wasn't as familiar with that process of the business, mm-hmm. right? I, I was always the operator. Yep. Um, and and as, as an operator, it's like, well, I have no bid, no work to bid. What do I do? You know, I, yeah. I didn't know what that next step was. And, and marketing is obviously key in that. And then shaking hands. Yep. 
that's where you got to get, even though it's uncomfortable, you got to shake a lot of hands. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, I think uh, it was it was that that following spring then there's in Grand Forks, there's always a home and garden show at the Lara Center. And we decided, okay, we better get a booth at the home and garden show. And well, what are we going to market? Well, let's just, you know, he saw this cool thing of stamped concrete and he's decided he wants to, you know, try and do that. Yep. And so we made pictures and these like boards and, you know, put words all over and pictures. And <laughs> this is like a trifold like office a trifold. depot board, right? And am I correct? You didn't even, you had never done stamp concrete. No, right? no. <laughs> no. And we're saying we can do this. This is because no one does it in Grand Forks. Yeah, we'll so. figure it out. Yeah. Um, and we got so many jobs that summer from yeah. that one that, little, I think that filled our entire summer was wow. from that one home show. And I stood there with a binder and these little estimate sheets, and I took people's names and numbers down, and we called every one of them back. Yeah. I was yeah. doing five estimates a day, you know, and then I was doing five estimates a day while doing the job, and then it's like yeah. it just got to be overwhelming a little bit. Um, and I don't remember um, how long were you working? What year? I continued my. She was helping me on the side, but yeah, I don't remember I was... when she actually made that commitment. It was yep. when we had our first kid. It was, I was pregnant with Stella and I was working full time. I think we had just, we were building our second house. Um, and then the company was growing. And at that point it was like, okay, something, I can't do all these things anymore. So um, that's when we took the leap of faith and I quit my full time job, which that was the only steady that's thing in our life. That's a big leap, isn't it? It was oh, a man. very big. Yeah. Because that was really the only thing that was steady, you know, as far as income coming in and anything else in our life. So, yeah, that was a big deal. But, um, it, yeah, I mean, we just grew so much more after that. Awesome. So I, I want to touch on the last part that you left off with there, Chelsea, because this is, it's been such a huge piece of who you guys really are. In the, and I, I believe and can see the success, the reason you've had so much success of just the importance of self-development and growth. I know you guys hit up Grant Cardone's 10X con or 10X um, conference and very into self-development growth. So talk a little bit about maybe some of the things you guys do around self-development growth, the importance of it, maybe even how you bring it into Mac. Yeah, I mean, from the beginning, it's we have literally taught ourselves everything there is about the business, how to run the business, new software. I mean. I had zero, um, I, I mean, I didn't know anything about construction when I met him. And every, every day is basically just kind of a, a, a learning experience. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We're just always trying to better ourselves and the business and everyone around us. So it's just a constant, um, okay, what, what, what else is out there? What should we be learning about? What, what's the next software? What's the next best thing um it's just it doesn't ever stop once you feel like you know you're comfortable in something then there's something else out yep. there um i've spent so much time in this space like you, mark is really the the go-getter when it comes i always want to wanna know how to do something and, yep. and and if i don't know how to do it i'm gonna i'm gonna spend a lot of time on teaching myself how to do it i'll spend money classes don't matter. I mean, I'm, I'm going to figure out how to do it right in the best way, I guess. And, yep. and I think you can't ever spend enough time, you know, teaching yourself or, or adding value, whether it's a book, um, maybe a class at some weakness you have, you know, I'm taking mm -hmm. charisma classes. Like who the hell thinks that? Well, I just don't think I have very much good. Charisma. Right now you are. Yeah. You know, who do you, who do you that through? It's it's a program. It's okay. my university. It's a it, online pro. You know, there's online for almost damn near everything, oh, yeah. which is a little gimmicky <laughs> to me in the winter time. But preacher certification. Uh, yeah, you, you name <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, there's anything you want to learn about. So I, I don't. When I'm working out, I'm you know my goal last year was to listen to 50 books. You know, and I think I got 52 done. Um, wow. You know, I'm uh, I'm definitely a guy who has to listen to things several times before I fully understand how it happens or, or, yep. or why, because I, I have terrible listening skills or I just don't take things he in said well. It. <laughs> yeah. 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 Chelsea was is. just waiting. To <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. But as, as any good yeah. wife should. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I have terrible listening skills. So I, I don't know. In, in self-educating yourself, you no one can spend enough time in that space. And I, I, when I work out, I'm listening to a book. I'm listening to a YouTube on something I'm trying to learn. I absolutely, I, I try to preach that to people even within my company. Uh, it's more difficult. People like to spend time on TikTok and hitting <laughs> likes on photos. And, yep. You know, you spending time watching Metzger's time, yeah. content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I think I believe in posting on there, but I don't, you know, we'll let other people consume the content. I, I don't know. Yep. I, tr- I try not to, to waste a bunch of time on that. I, I literally just try to educate myself every day. Yep. I, and, and I spend at least two hours a day doing that. Yeah. Cool. Cool thing about social media is you can use it to be such an asset. Okay. You know, you start following people, you know, some of these positive influencers, you know, whether it's, I mean, Robert Kiyosaki and Grant Cardone and Gary Vee. And I mean, all yeah. these entrepreneurs that are, you know, whether it's sales, marketing, whatever it is, I mean, yeah, you can consume so much good content, but man, you can also get lost in, in a lot of shit too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's hard. You have to really be laser focus. And when you get off track, you have to get back on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so neat though. I mean, cause I can, I can see it in your whole team of just that, that growth mindset is so cool. And I don't see that in a lot of companies. I mean, of just everybody on your team is constantly, uh, they're so self-aware, everybody on your team, I feel like. And that uh, uh, absolutely starts from from the top in any organization, which is neat. So when you guys stress it, I mean, shit, this winter you guys were doing book reports. I mean, your, oh, yeah. their leadership team, anyone listening was doing book reports. Yeah. I yeah. mean, bringing, yeah, and that, bringing that content. Yeah, and... from Mark. I mean, he's always been, you know, read books, educate, educate. and you This know. isn't my whole life either. I mean, no, I, definitely not. after school, I read books. and yeah our leadership meetings it was like oh why is he talking about another book and you know finally it was like let's how about everyone you everyone can pick their own book you know whatever you think it should be and um everyone you know we had our book club so each week um i love it someone could you know they presented what they learned from their book and i mean it was fun i think everyone enjoyed it actually um yep we uh throwing book reports in a busy life though they feel like that's wasting time mm-hmm. it's this i think the same thing with meetings right like you don't need to have meetings right pat you don't yeah i mean well yeah i mean kind me- of a waste all of time. meetings are worthless right, right. yeah <laughs> but keeping on point you know like the l10 meeting it's like okay now we have a pointed meeting with a, t- yeah. a specific start and end time right you know meetings and- are worthless great meetings with a plan and an agenda are priceless put it that way yeah, yeah. right yeah. yeah, no, I think everyone in our company is starting to realize, you know, just how much more effective they are for the company if they are that much more knowledgeable in their position. You yep. know, now we have, you know, those, our specific employees are going out and finding, you know, educational training classes or mm-hmm. educational, you know, seminars they can go to and they're coming to us and, you know, asking if they can attend these. And it's like, yes, this is, you know, this is awesome. You, I, we just feel like you can't educate yep. yourself enough. Yeah. So I, I want to touch on for a couple minutes. I mean, you guys are both young. You both have a ton of energy. Uh, you have three young kids. Chaos. I mean, good <laughs> chaos. It's all good chaos. Oh, we'll yeah. call it. Um, with so much you guys have going on. Uh, obviously, energy, vitality, staying healthy is a huge part of your guys' routine. So to mm-hmm. touch a little bit on, I mean, what's kind of your guys' daily routine of how do you balance it all? I mean, I know you guys are big workout um, workout fans, get up in the morning, get started, get moving, get after things. And I love that. But touch on, I mean, yeah, some of your routines and just how you guys balance it all with everything you have going on. Because I think anybody listening is sitting there going, oh, how in the hell are they doing this? It's taken a while to, I mean, we've kind of honed in on a schedule, I would say, um, with ourselves and our kids. And, you know, Mark's on the morning workout schedule. That is his time. He's working out in the morning. Well, this wasn't forever, though. No, I mean, that's you, what... You made me adjust. I was never a morning person. Mm-hmm. He used to be to, I never was either. No, he used to want to work out after work. And I said, you know, absolutely not. This isn't going to work out anymore because yep. that was when we were coming together. I was trying to make suppers and kids were coming home from school or daycare. And, you know, it's just kind of chaos at the end of the mm-hmm. day. 
And yeah. so, yeah, you kind of made that switch um, to be the morning workout guy. Yep. 505, doing triples at Hudson. Yep. That's what uh, <laughs> we're in a, doing sauna workouts, anything that's fast. In the winters, we lift a little more. Construction lays off a little bit. so it's, But the place you go to does is, is biking in a sauna, basically, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It's like a hundred. It sounds like hell. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> And I like to work out. Yeah, yeah. And we wear these sweatshirts and like these uh, in, in sweatpants or whatever, sweatshorts. Yep. And, like and uh, they're just soaked. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> um, I feel great though, you know, and, and I, you know, I'm all, it causes you, so you're late night people, right? Like you're, oh, I'd rather work out nine at night. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just have a hard time with that, I guess. It's like I get so much done more in the morning. If I'm up at five, I'm done yep. working out by 630. I almost have like a half hour there before my kids are awake. Yeah. And I'm not away from my kids at all. So I'm still spending time with them because that's that's what I want to do. Um, and so this morning, the, the morning thing is honestly perfect. I was up at 445, which it's always hard to wake up in the fours. Mm-hmm. That was a hard transition. Um, but we once we're consistently doing it, I mean, I I would never trade that for the world. I mean, yep. that, that gives me energy through the whole day. I'm crashed by nine o'clock in bed, but yep. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. We've, we've kind of honed in on a schedule. And then even with the kids too, you know, Mark's really good about trying to hold them accountable. So he's got check marks for them as far as what, the tasks they have to do in the mornings and you know if they don't do their tasks they don't get check marks and they're all about getting the <clears throat> getting the check marks and um I, th- yeah, I think it's just being better about scheduling and sometimes we take it day by day and um there's certain times where I want to work out and so he tries to allow that to happen and um yeah, I mean, it's we're, we we kind of finally hit a schedule with our kids, and, yep. and it's kind of nice that they're back in school now. Actually, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Summers are a little chaotic um, with all the things, but I think you you bring up an awesome point, Chelsea, too, of just like day by day. Yeah, because if, if you can get, and I only have one. I have one kiddo. I mean, I'm super busy. You know, my wife helps in the business. She does some design stuff on the mm-hmm. side or whatever. But I mean, you can. Your attitude can shift so much, I think, when you continually look at like all the stuff you have going on and what's coming and how busy you're going to be instead of just like, how do you just live in the moment and just attack the next hour, attack the day, go to bed, wake up, figure out how you're going to attack the next day. We kind of have to do it like that. Otherwise, it gets to be a little bit too overwhelming. And even like my mom, when I'm talking to her and she's, you know, well, what do you guys have planned, you know? In two weekends, like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out what. I don't know what tomorrow's tomo- Yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow yet. Yeah. I know what I'm doing, but I haven't looked at it yet because yeah. I'm trying to get through today. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of how we are. I mean, we will look farther ahead if we're planning whatever, vacations and stuff. But um, it is a kind of a day-by-day thing. And, and we are lucky enough. My parents live close and they, you know, help with kids. And Yep. You guys, I feel like, walk a very fine line of surviving yet thriving in the same, you know, have have a plan of growth and you know exactly what you want and where you want to go. But man, sometimes it does feel like you're just walking, walking that fine line or that blade of just (laughs) surviving too. Yeah. Our kids uh, run our schedule a little bit. I, uh, but yeah, back to like, I think even like the EOS thing, like keeping the kids accountable, like my kids, do not like to be unaccountable, or maybe no kid does. I, I don't None know. of them do. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 smart, the even what we're using at work, you know, it's the smart concept, right? Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time based. Yep. Oh, we, goals. Yeah. Um, it's just a great concept that you can use. Like I said, we were having troubles with accountability, mm-hmm. even within our kids, and we're having the same troubles at work. Well, imagine that. So it must be yep. the coach. Or the leader, right? Like, we're always working on leadership. Everyone so. needs a sticker chart, man. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Is it is it measurable? You know, it's like, not really. Well, now they yep. can, right? And that's yep. the sticker. It's like, you you definitely have to use the smart concept, and I think that helps. I wish I'd have known about that when I started my business 11 years ago. Yep. You know, that I, I just think that would help so many companies just to know that smart concept and, and to live by it. Yeah, and anything they do. Otherwise, don't do it. Yeah, it holds so many. I I mean, I see it all. It holds so many companies back. Like, 
we have this fantastic plan and all of this, and we want to go here and stuff, but you never put hard detail and execution and the plan around it to actually achieve it. So you're just constantly sitting there, just running in circles, spinning your wheels, yep. and you wonder why you aren't making progress. No ever. accountability. No. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, so that, that one tool. And we talked about, we just talked about that in operations two weeks ago within our, um, we're doing that on our company, but we're not doing that within the company. It's like, it applies to everybody. Mm -hmm. It applies to my kids. It applies to my wife. If I'm going to keep her accountable or, <laughs> and, and she's going to keep me accountable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, but man, it, it, it literally our kids. I mean, you want a dollar every morning. I, well, they got to do it for five days in a row. Then they get the money. Yep. Otherwise they don't get any money. <laughs> um, but if they get, you know, brush hair, brush teeth, make your bed, Clean your room. room. Do the dishes. That's awesome. Yep. There's and and they want that damn little sticker. <laughs> yep. They want it. Yep. So. Oh, it was amazing when we put up a sticker chart. And it started when we were trying to potty train our daughter. Oh yeah. That's when we first initiated the sticker chart. But yeah, it's it's no different with a regular thirty-five year old employee. I, know. I mean we uh, take, how do you keep yeah. them accountable? How do you use more of a carrot than a stick to incentivize <laughs> people and and reward them and, and show them that they're appreciated? I yeah. mean yeah, we took the same things we learned in EOS with our company and put them right in the home with our kids. And it was like yeah. night and day all of a sudden. So we, I haven't probably yet introduced you to the EOS family VTO that we actually have. So I got to write that down and yeah, show you guys yeah. that. Yeah, that'd pretty be neat. cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. yeah, my wife and I meet each quarter. We go through rocks and we go through our yearly goals and all that stuff. That's the reason wow. I'm bow hunting in a couple of weeks. Wow. Never. Never slung an arrow in my life until New Year's. I said, one of my yearly goals is I'm going to buy a bow and I'm going to start bow hunting. And boom, I got a tree stand the other weekend. And hopefully I don't fall out of the damn thing and sleep <laughs> on a Friday night or something. But yeah, that's awesome. So. Yeah, we actually made family goals for the first time ever. The next conference, we did that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sweet. Yeah, no, it, th that's very interesting just to talk about on the family instead of just in yeah. the daily grind of the family. Yeah. Days go by. Yep. Days go by and you look back and you go, oh, didn't get anything done. Yeah. What did we want to do? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We just wanted to get to 22. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Survival. Yeah. Survival at yep. its finest right there. Mm -hmm. Well, let's finish up talking about what's the next big thing for Mac. Well, we are, I, the biggest thing we're working on right now is uh, we're, we're scaling with apartments, I guess, and, and helping investors that at this point for like, we were talking a little bit about money. It's like, um, the, it's fine. We could retire and probably be okay and, and live a fine frugal life, but it's like, uh, we want to help people. I want to help people invest. I want to help. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to help my younger team members and in, in Mac grow. So, um, we, to do that, we wanted Mac to grow. So we're, we're doing some syndications and apartments, um, and commercial mixed use, different buildings and, um, really growing all, Four of the companies now, Mac Homes, even building some single family. Um, I guess they're multiple space units, but um, we're really just excited about launching the Mac Capital um, and helping investors reach their investment goals. I, I, I despise the stock market and all the volatility that Ooh, comes with yeah, it. It's like green. Satan's, I don't know, Satan's casino. I'm going to use that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I... So anyway, with uh, real estate, it's just so much more, you know, just an easier platform for me. Uh, I don't have to not sleep at night knowing yep. uh, it crashed or whatever, something happened. So um, uh, that's kind of the biggest space that we want to grow. And that's where most of my focus is right now um, in learning all these development spaces, council meetings, and yep. um, a lot that comes with the development world um, for sure. So I definitely give credit to those in that space. Um, but we're also buying existing deals and, and just trying to have some fun now. Yep. That's what I'm trying to do. I, I'm growing my problems, which I think they're just mini <laughs> challenges. They're all mini challenges. I like to just see yep. how I get through them. Every issue can be solved, Mark. Yep. <laughs> the bigger you get, you grow, Pat, the more problems you're going to have yeah, and exactly. the and the happier you're going to be. More money, more problems. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I... <laughs> I, it's definitely a thing that happens. And I, my dad, you know, always frugal, always bare minimum. He's like, he always asked me, well, more, you know, man, you must have a lot of headaches with all those employees and all those jobs. I'm like, actually, dad, it's easier now than it ever used to be. I was mm -hmm. like, 
I mean, it just depends how you look at it, right? Is yeah, the glass I, half empty or is it half full? It so, is. That's a challenge. Oh, it's such a different mindset. I mean, I see that in companies all the time where you have, I just met with a company a few weeks ago. You have upper management or some of their leadership team that's in their 60s and just super conservative, stability, stability, stability. And then you got young puppers coming in and jumping on the leadership team that are like, let's grow, let's roll the dice, let's take chances, boom, here's opportunities. And it's, oof, it can get challenging sometimes. And it's and it's really about where's your company philosophy. Yeah. You know, and that's really got to be, I mean, that's a huge part of the EOS process, you know, like yep. we've walked through. I mean, what's what's your vision? What's How do we get everyone on the same page with mm-hmm. um, where are we going? How are we going to get there? And if you're not on board with that, then this just isn't going to be the place for you. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's taken a while to get all of our employees on board because Mark is the visionary and he's always, you know, driving and wanting the company to grow from this to this. And there's always some, you know, hold back there. Um, and naturally, I'm like that. You know, I see his ideas and I get scared and want to run the other way. But um, <laughs> we get on. through it. Come on. <laughs> oh. And then you realize you bring yourself back to that beautiful, handsome, or beautiful, handsome <laughs> young man in skater shoes and diamond earrings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful earrings. earrings. You're talking about my earrings yeah. there, weren't you? Yeah. I, think, I think it's a visual, yeah. I know. I'll see if I can find a picture for you. Uh, oh, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. We need that. Thanks for that. I think we I have that. one. Yeah. Big diamond earring. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> if any, anyone listening to this, yeah, absolutely check out um, mattconstructiongf.com. Um, hit up Mark Chelsea, whether you're looking for some awesome investment opportunities, um, whether it's um, commercial, industrial, build, work, whatever it may be. They do a ton of con. They do a ton of GCing, concrete. Um, absolutely check them out. But, uh, yeah, solid values to the core. That's what I absolutely love about your guys' team. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it so yeah. much. Thanks for letting us yeah. be on here today. This is this is great. Absolutely. Yeah. Any parting words you would have for, let's say, a beginning entrepreneur, somebody that's looking to dive into something like you guys? Read a book. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to start there. The Road Less Stupid is one that comes to mind. Um, <laughs> uh, may sound dumb, but if, if you're going to start a business or be an entrepreneur, maybe read that book first and make yep. sure yeah. you can. Uh, yeah, traction would probably be the second one, right, Pat? Oh yeah, or is that yeah. the first one? Oh, yeah. law, oh, law, just anything around law of attraction. Yeah, yeah what yep. you constantly think about and dwell on and surround yourself with, mm-hmm. you will become absolutely, hundred mm-hmm. yep. percent. Yeah, I would say um, take risks. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, failure, you know, the further we come in our business, failure is actually a good thing. You know, we've learned a lot of lessons along the way, and. Most of it's due to some of our failures, and that's that's okay. Um, and also, I think it's becoming more apparent as we grow our businesses to just the people you surround yourself with. Um, it's so important to have the right people, the right employees, and you know everyone needs to have the same values and goals in mind. And and you can go farther, I think, with the right people. Absolutely, great advice. Yeah. So, well, Mark Chelsea. Thanks so much for coming on today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for having Patrick. us. We enjoyed this. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> look forward to our next quarterly meeting. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. So do we. We always look forward to we those. Do. So we where love where else? I, I mentioned MacConstructionGF.com. Chelsea, your site is CKAgencyLLC.com? Correct. Correct. Yep. Yep. That's our property management site. Um, yeah. We, you have existing buildings that you need um, management for. We do obviously manage properties that we own. We are also trying to expand to other third parties as well. So you can check out our site, learn more about CK Agency. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and we'll have both those links in the show notes uh, as well as a few more links for you guys as far as their social media accounts and such. So you can sure follow Mac um, and Mark and Chelsea all over. So, okay, well, I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in today. Uh, with that, don't forget to follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, just do a quick search for Patrick Metzger. But thanks so much for listening, tuning into the episode. Um, Some fantastic info just around entrepreneurship, working through challenges, trying to balance it all um, with Mark and Chelsea Kuhn from Matt Construction and CK Agency. So uh, be sure to subscribe to rate the podcast uh, show notes. You can find them at patrick-metzger.com. So take a screenshot of today's show. Tag Mark, tag Chelsea, tag myself. Um, 
bear with somebody that wants to hear a, a pretty entertaining and, and super knowledgeable, uh, a lot of good factual stuff, just knowledge around, man, starting your own business and the challenges that are going to come with it. So until next time, uh, I want to remind everybody to own you and the journey.